This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. What's our mission? Our mission is to help you believe in yourself, to live your best kickin' life, your best possible life, a life of honor, a life of integrity, a life of respect, to help our society become its very, very best, a society that's happier, a society that's healthier, a society that's safer. But guess what? That starts with you, and I'm here to help you. I'm going to give you the best kick in life you can possibly want. I believe you can. Now you've got to believe that you can to live your best kick in life. Greetings, everyone. Your kicking life guru, Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome to you live from Lineup Media FM here and excited about another exciting podcast. So what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to break the show up into three different parts today. We're going to talk about, and as always with every show, uh, and I, I, last time I said one or two motivational and inspirational quotes, you're probably going to get three, four or more of those things, but I'm just going to continue to pound those things in and talk about each one of those and how we can use that to live our best life, help and inspire you to, you know, like today, as a matter of fact, it's a little bit rainy out, a little bit gloomy out. Now, when you listen to this, it might be a sunny day, which is awesome, but on these rainy days are the days that really this podcast is all about, helping kick you in the tail to get you over the hump there, to battle through those rainy, gloomy days and Wait for that next sunny, inspiring day. So just a reminder for some of us that are tuning in for the first time and a reminder for those that have listened before, the big part of the show, my three core values are honor, integrity, and respect. And with that, also honesty is in there. And what I mean by honesty, of course, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you, but I mean that sincerely, meaning that I'm going to tell you the truth on things. I'm not going to be rude, blunt, or mean about anything, but I'm not going to lie to you either. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you every day is you know sunshine and rainbows. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it's okay just to lay there and cry about problems because it's not. That's not going to help you become your best. I'm going to kick you in the tail to help motivate you and inspire you to get yourself off the deck when you've been knocked down. And as we know, life, it's pretty hard and uh, it will continue to hit you hard. The old saying, you've heard me say this before, especially those that watch my video blogs, if you're hard on yourself, means you know you don't settle for less than your best, it's going to make life a heck of a lot easier and you're going to live a much better life. However, if you're not hard on yourself, you take it easy all the time, you don't put forth your very best, then life's going to be extremely tough on you. One way or another, you're going to have to pay a price. And I, my goal with this podcast and everything I try and do is to inspire you to put in that extra time, pay that price, so you can live your best kick in life. So we're going to talk about believing yourself as we always do, and I got a nice quote for that as soon as we move forward. Uh, second part of the show, I've actually got a special guest that's going to be joining us. And uh, this special guest is uh, very dear to my heart. It's someone I've known her whole life. It's a her. And uh, I'd like to think I've been a pretty big influence in her life. It's my daughter, my daughter Madeline Grogan, who's uh, she's a teenager. She's 13 years old. She's in uh, the eighth grade. She's a uh, beautiful young lady, but uh, more than just beauty on the outside, she's beauty on the inside with uh, her, her leadership, her belief in herself, and the way that she truly goes out of her way to help others and help others that are less fortunate than she is. Well, she's also an actress. Um, she's got a lead role coming up in a play. I'll let, you t- I'll let her tell you all about that when, uh, when we get her on the air here in about 20 minutes. And then uh, she can also tell you what it's like to be a teenager, maybe some suggestions and advice for parents out there who have teenagers or maybe you'll have teenagers soon or even grandparents um, who um, – 
who, who I guess their, their kids have teenagers. So uh, all kinds of insight on the teenage world, but most importantly with that, just being a good person overall and believing in yourself. And uh, I've mentioned this a couple times. You'll hear me continue to mention this. I'm just about finished with my book. Uh, the book is called Square Peg, Round Hole. Why Try to Fit In When You Were Born to Stand Out? And a big part of that book is directed at the teenage audience, uh, the teenagers there, because at that time, that's when everybody tries to mold in together and be exactly the same when you were born to stand out. You know, there's over 7 billion people in the world, 7 billion, but there's only one that is you. There's only one that's been created with your special gifts, your God-given talents, the ability to do what you've done, the ability to do what God intends you to do. But unfortunately, too many times we push those things aside, we sacrifice who we are just to try and fit in with the group. And oftentimes the group as a whole pulls us down instead of you know raising us up. Now, that gets into who you surround yourself with. Uh, you're a product. You're going to be uh, a percentage of the four or five people you surround yourself with the most. So if you surround yourself with inspirational people, you surround yourself with motivated people, you surround yourself with people that have goals and desires to be, live a better life, to do their best, to continue to self-educate to be better, well, guess what? If you're around four of those people, you're going to be the fifth one. If you're around four successful people, you're going to be the fifth one. But on the other side, if you're around people that bring you down, they're always gossiping, always negative, always talking about uh, all the uglies in the world and everything that's going wrong, and uh, a member of, you know, how about this one? How about the Ain't It Awful Club? And I know we all know somebody, everything they talk about, oh, my gosh, ain't it awful? Ain't it awful that this weather? Ain't it awful that the economy? Ain't it awful with the president? Ain't it awful with the school district? It's the ain't it awful club. All they, that's all they talk about. It's how awful things are. Well, guess what? If you're around those people, you're going to be a new member in the ain't it awful club. And that's not a club you want to be a part of because regardless how positive and motivating you are, they're going to bring you down because, you know, the, the weight of the pack is what's going to, is what you're going to adapt to. And I say that from personal experience. I'm a pretty positive, motivated, inspiring guy and feel really good. But you know what? If I'm around the, the negative crowd, before you know it, it's like a toxin poison. It just wears off on you. And before you know it, you're saying those things too. And then you're like, man, really? How'd that happen? But it creeps in on you. And before you know it, you're a part of the Ain't It Awful Club. So surround yourself with positive people. So, and I'll touch on that just about every podcast, but I want to move on to the, the third part of the podcast. And that's going to be on, I took my son uh, last night to see Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It was playing at a local theater here. And it's the old Christmas movie with Steve Martin and uh, John Candy. I'm sorry, Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. That's what we're talking about. Thanksgiving movie. And it uh, just want to give you perspective on that. If you haven't seen that in a while, I suggest you check it out. It'd be a good movie for the holidays. And it just goes to show too many times, and I'm guilty of this as well, we judge a book by its cover. You know, we get caught up in our own lives, our own worlds, and the hustle and bustle of everything that's going on. But we often forget there's other people out there that have feelings. There's other people out there that are created differently. There's other people out there that aren't going to be like we are, but that doesn't mean we write them off. Now, you know, life's short. You want to spend time with people, as I just mentioned, that bring you up and lift you up. However, you know, the best thing that's going to lift you up is being respectful, being kind, and giving to others. And last podcast, and if you didn't listen to it, definitely suggest you check it out. It's on kickinglifepodcast.com. It'll be the one that was filmed before the, or recorded before this one. I'll talk about you're given two hands. One hand is to uh, help yourself become your very best, but just as importantly, that other hand is to help bring others up and help them become their best. And um, how do you get what you want in life? 
How do you get what you want is by helping enough other people get what they want. That's a Zig Ziglar quote that you'll hear me say continuously through all these podcasts because I'm a firm believer, and that's that's how we do things. That's how we make things go around in this world, by helping others believe in themselves, become their best, and just giving them a smile, just something to help brighten their day. And by doing those things, it's going to motivate and inspire you to do more. And then and the more people we can outreach, the more people we can inspire, the better our society is. So we win-win, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and start with our first quote here. And the first quote, and um, uh, this quote is from Cynthia Kinnersay, and it says, Believe in yourself, and there will come a day when others will have no choice but to believe in you. So I'm going to go ahead and say that again. Believe in yourself, and there will come a day when others will have no choice but to believe in you. So that's just like anything, and a lot of times I'll uh, I'll, I'll post stuff on Facebook, film my video blogs, uh, little one to two minute blogs. And the most common response I get from everybody is, well, yeah, that's easier said than done. And I agree with that. It is much easier said than done. Just about anything in the world is easier said than done because we can say anything we want. And, you know, for the most part, unfortunately, people say things and there's no accountability for their actions. So yeah, you can say whatever. So anything's easier said than done. However, done the action step that's what makes things happen. That's why it's called action. You're taking action to get something done. Um, and little sidebar here, speaking of action, um, we had a, uh, at, our, at a martial arts studio, every week we have a message of the week. And the message we just recently had was motivation follows action. And what that means is you take action first, then the motivation kicks in to take more action. But to try and start motivation from nothing, that's, that's really tough. That's where the you know easier said than done comes from because it is. But you take that first action step, that's going to motivate, that's going to inspire you to take the next step, the next step, the next step. Unfortunately, people try and leap from doing nothing to doing you know a whole lot of something. Take many little, many as in small, steps, and that's the action. Get that action generated before you know what motivation's going. So a prime example could be, you know what? After Thanksgiving here and then the holidays of Christmas and New Year's and everything else, before you know it, in the winter season, we, we've put on a few pounds and we're like, oh my gosh, what the heck happened? Well, it didn't happen overnight. It happened little mini steps. But before we know it, we've got to do something about it. Well, unfortunately, too, too many times people will try and go from, hey, somehow I put on 20 pounds. It seemed like it happened overnight, but we know it took quite some time to get there, but they want to lose that 20 pounds immediately. Well, you've got to take those small steps in order to do it. One step to another, to another, to another. It's not going to happen all at once. So you're not going to lose 20 pounds in one day. Somebody tells you you're going to, well, you know what, they're going to lie to you about something else too. And any of those pills out there, anything else that cause you to lose 20 pounds in one day, they're probably not very good for your body. So take small little steps, okay? Action leads to motivation, which is going to motivate you to take more action. But it all gets back to what I talked about, about believing in yourself. So I'll share a story with you about uh, how I got on this podcast here and how I created the Kick and Life Guru to have the Kick and Life podcast. Well, it's all about self-educating, getting out there, learning from others, reading, going to conferences, going to seminars, doing things to help you become a better person, helping you become a smarter person because you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't continue to self-educate, you're going to fall behind. And when you fall behind, that's when the depression kicks in. That's when it kicks in that, man... I don't know if I'm any good anymore. I don't know if I can do this. Then it gets into, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just go through life and something will happen. You know, somehow it'll go better. Well, you know what? Once again, I told you, I'm not going to lie to you here. If you believe that, you got to stop believing it because it's wrong. You can't just sit around and hope and pray that something's going to happen. Action is what happens. Now, 
Pray all you want. That's good. I pray every single day. But here's the thing. Prayer without action is just nothing but a hope, a hope and a dream and a wish. You've got to actually do something to make it happen, but you got to believe in yourself. And here's the thing. If you sit around and do nothing, then you're going to get more depressed and you're going to lose that belief in yourself. Your confidence is going to dwindle. So take an action step. And that action step could be as simple as just getting a book. And if you don't like to read, get an auto, uh, audio book and listen to the audio book and plug it into positivity to help inspire you to do better. But unfortunately, a lot of the times people sit around and they'll watch the news. And those that follow me know I the news is the worst source for, well, not only the worst source to, to uh, uh, energize yourself to take action and be motivated, but it's also the worst source for your mind there because that negative input. And Zig Ziglar talks about negative input, negative output, stinking thinking on the mind, stinking thinking <laughs> all the time. So we've got to make sure we, we reprogram ourselves with educational material. But that reading is taking a step in the right direction, whether it be, like I said, reading a book or listening to an uh, audio book, listening to this podcast, watching TED Talks on uh, YouTube, something to inspire and motivate you to do a little bit better. Now, is it easy just to click, flip the switch and do that? Well, it is because that's all it is, is flipping the switch, say, I'm going to do this. But in reality, no, it's not easy because you've conditioned yourself and whatever you're at, wherever you're at in life right now, that's been a conditioned over your habits that you formed over some time. So a little bit about the story I was going to tell you when I first started uh, doing our video blogs, I started doing these video blogs and it went to different conferences and seminars and I saw these people doing these little short video blogs. You just put up your iPhone, film a video and, you know, hopefully inspire people. People start liking them, sharing them and uh, commenting on them. Well, I saw these guys doing them. I thought, you know what? I can do that. Of course I can do that. I can do anything I want to do if I have the power, commitment, and confidence to do it. And the same thing with you out there. You can do anything you want to do. You just have to believe that you can. So I started filming these things. And I remember my kids, uh, I'd say, hey, kids, uh, if I'd film them at home or at the uh, office or at the studio, I'd tell everybody, hey, quiet down. Uh, Dad's doing a video blog. And the kids, I could say, Dad, what are you doing now? Because, I don't know, I, I'm always adventurous, trying new things, trying this, trying that. And uh, and when my daughter, when we get her on the line here, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about this again and let her tell you how uh, – what her thoughts were, but they're like, Dad, and then I'd hear him talking to my, my wife, and they're like, Mom, what, what's Dad doing now? Well, anyway, the whole thing was, in the back, I was filming these things because, one, I thought I had a message to share. Two, well, I, I knew I could do a better job than what I was hearing, although once I started doing it, I found out, holy cow, that was kind of tough. I don't know how many takes it would take to get it right, but, um, and then looking back on those first few blogs, I'm like, whoo, man, those were rough. But as I move forward, continuing to try and better myself, they've gotten better and better and better. Where I used to have maybe five or 10 views, now I'm getting thousands of views and different, uh, you know, 40 to 50 likes per blog. And then people are sharing them dozens of times. And that's inspiring. But that's the power sticking with it. And it's been over two years now. But I had to go through the trenches in order to make it happen. And it didn't happen overnight. So when I talk about action, leads the motivation, what leads the more action, you have to stay at it because it'll knock you down. And I tell you, it's pretty darn humbling and uh, I don't want to say depressing, but when you uh, you put your heart into something and nothing comes from that, it's much, much easier just to give up. But unfortunately, most people who, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to get going with this. I'm going to do, I, I feel good about the blogs or I feel good about going to the gym or I feel good about reading this book or I feel good about uh, maybe becoming an, or being an entrepreneur and starting a business. Well, that's great, but that's just the start. 
You've got to take action. And just know when you take that action step, life's going to smack you around. It's going to knock you down. But you have to have that determination and belief to stand back up and say, all right, I'm going to go at it. I knew this was going to happen. Now, for me personally, you know, I had a few people say, oh, it's going to be tough. But that was about it. I had no idea how tough it was really going to be. So I'm telling you, it is going to be tough, but the reward at the end of the tunnel is going to be much, much better. And uh, the common response I get from people is, well, I don't have time. Or, you know what, I'm too old. Or, yeah, I I just can't do it now. Well, now is the only time you have. Nothing's guaranteed. You don't have tomorrow. And, yeah, time is a sacred commodity. But I think if you really look at the, well, let me tell you this. There's 168 hours in a week. 168 hours. If you would take five minutes, and everybody's got five minutes, take five minutes and write down what you do, honestly, what you do with that 100, with 168 hours in the week, I bet you're going to find some time in there that, that's wasted that you could dedicate toward reading a book or self-educating toward bettering yourself. Here's the other thing. Five years from now, it's going to come. Well, that is if you're still around. <laughs> but what I mean, people say, well, I'll do it in five years. Well, are you going to be any better in five years than you are today? And the answer to that is, if you take action steps, you start bettering yourself, you take these little bitty mini steps, yeah, you will be. If you don't, well, all you've done now is wasted five years of your life that you'll never, ever get back. So take, take a minute. That's, that's kind of my project for you here. Take five minutes. Obviously, if you're driving in a car, wait till you uh, wait till you pull over. But think about and seriously, spend a good solid five minutes, pen and paper, and write down what you do with your 168 hours in a week. And I bet you'll surprise yourself. Yeah, maybe if you work 50 hours a week, well, you take that out. Now you got a, what is it? 118 hours left. Uh, maybe you sleep. What's eight times seven? Uh, 56 hours, and you start whittling it down there. I almost guarantee, even those that have kids and you're running your kids to all these different sporting events and everything else, uh, that you'll end up finding another 40 hours a week that you've got something that you could do uh, uh, some self-educating with. Now, I understand there's eating, there's you know bathing, there's uh, going to the grocery store, cooking. All those things are factored in there. But when you're waiting for your kids, when you're in your car, that's when you can plug in your audio book. Instead of listening to talk radio or whatever else you're listening to, that's not doing anything for you. If it, well, I guess it's doing something. It's probably upsetting you and frustrating you, but you have the time, and I'm telling you, the reward. But here's the disclaimer. It does not happen overnight. Uh, how many times I talk to somebody and I say, oh, I, I, I took your advice. I listened to a motivational book, and uh, you know my life hasn't changed. I said, well, how long have you been listening to it? How long have you been reading? Well, it's been two weeks. <laughs> well, you, you've taken 35 years to get your life where it's at. It's going to take longer than two weeks to change it. But you, you, you'll see by continuously doing it over and over. And the best thing is on those days when you truly don't want to, that's the days you really need to. So, well, personal experience here. And that's what this whole podcast is going to be about. I'm going to be honest with you. Today, I'm preparing for my podcast. And I was going through some different motivational quotes, some different uh, material I had laid out. And I didn't want to read it. Why? I, I don't know. I'm just being honest. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I just don't want to read this today. I had a few other things going on. Of course, I can make every excuse under the sun, but excuses don't provide solutions. All they do is provide another excuse for not getting done what you know you need to get done. So here's the power of that. I took a breath, counted to 10, dove into it. Before I know it, I'd spent a half an hour reading over my material, reading over some new stuff, and bang, I was inspired. Now, did I plan to use a half an hour? No, I'd plan just a five, five or so minutes just to kind of get my head around things. But by taking those 10 seconds to take a breath, refresh my mind, bang. Now, 
I, I've got it. I feel extremely good about it. And guess what? That set the tone for the day. And how I started my day, just, just so you know, well, it's rainy, gloomy day here today. I had a meeting with uh, the Small Business Association. We're buying our building, our, our martial arts academy, and uh, had to meet with an attorney for a good half hour. Well, it turned into about an hour, but uh, that's not the that's not the way I'd like to start my day. But it's you know something that had to be done. So I was dragging a little bit. I had to put together some paperwork. I'd much rather be talking to you and inspiring you than than talking to an attorney about a bank loan, especially with the government. But that's just how it was. But here's the thing: took a breath, went into that meeting, and come to find out, this guy was a hockey player. I'm sure at some point in time we played against each other, and we got to talking about the old days and big St. Louis Blues fan. And you know what? It turned out to be pretty doggone good. And uh, I know I'm bouncing all over the place here, but I'm telling you how how you preframe the day usually determines the day. And my day, I was not looking forward to this meeting, but I took that time, refreshed my mind, looked over my notes, and bang, I went into the meeting. It was much, much better than I'd expected, and then it inspired me to do more. But it was tough to do. So those out there saying, "Well, it must be nice. Oh, every day is so nice for you. Every day is so, you know, sunshine. Every day, you know, and, and uh, then rainbows after the rain, and every night's a beautiful star night." That's not true. I'm a human being, just like everybody else. But I'm telling you what I've battled through. I'm telling you a way I've done this to hopefully save you and help you, not only believe in yourself but overcome those challenges. Okay, so um, as you know with the podcast here, I sometimes go on off on a little bitty tangents, but the whole thing is I want you to know how genuine and how real I am that I'm no different than you are, okay? If I inspire you to think, man, I can do a better job than that kicking life guru guy, then do it. I believe in you. You just have to believe in yourself and take those action steps to do it. Sitting there hoping and praying is not going to do it. You can pray, but seriously, God wants you to take action in order to create uh, possibilities and create magic. So we're going to take a short little break here. Uh, when we come back here, I'm going to have my daughter in here with me, and uh, she's going to talk a little more about believing in yourself and then also talk about uh, this play that she's got the lead role in and uh, uh, also luck. So many times people say, hey, well, it must be nice. You got lucky. Well, she's going to talk about how luck really has nothing to do with it and how you create your own luck through hard work. So we'll be back in just a minute here. In the meantime, make sure you check out all the, um, all the podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. And the podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, what, John, I'm sorry, I don't see the other one there. Oh, Podbean, Podbean, that's the other one. He just highlighted it for me, producer John helping me out here. And, or wherever you get your podcast. And ours is found here at kickinglifepodcast.com. Check those things out, and we'll be back with you real soon. Well, welcome back, and in studio now, I've got my lovely princess daughter, 13-year-old Madeline, who is starring in a uh, Christmas play that's coming up. I'll let her tell you about that in just a minute, but a little bit of background on Madeline. I've literally known her my whole life since she is my daughter. I was there at birth. Yes, like hopefully most good dads are. At least I think I'm a good dad. But um, anyway, she is uh, a part of our academy, Martial Arts Academy. She's a junior black belt, and she'll be testing for her regular black belt real soon. And she's also a leader in our uh, leadership program, and she does a great job. We're going to have her I'm gonna ask her a few questions and have her talk a little bit about being a teenager and being a leader and then also kind of uh, uh, how she's overcome, battled through some adversity and challenges, especially being a teenager. And the biggest thing kind of ties around our quote that I mentioned earlier, which I'll repeat for you. It's from Cynthia. And it says, believe in yourself and there will come a day when others will have no choice 
but to believe in you. So without holding her any longer, she's chomping at the bit. Madeline, how you doing, sweetheart? Good, how are you? Well, I'm doing great, thank you. And uh, thanks for being on the show today. Are you excited? Very excited. Yeah, she uh, when she found I was doing a podcast, uh, she she was asking, Dad, when, I can, when can I be on it? I asked some other kids, and they're like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. But Madeline's my little actress, and uh, she's been on several of my video blogs before. And the truth be told, anytime she's on the video blogs, they get more likes, shares, and comments <laughs> than uh, by myself here. So uh, that's it's a no-brainer to have her on the podcast here. So Madeline, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this Christmas play you've got going on. Uh, tell our listeners what uh, what the name of the show is and and where they can see it and all those good things. Okay, well, it's um, Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's December 9th, 10th, and 11th at St. John's Methodist Church in Edwardsville, and I have the lead role as Lucy, so I really hope you guys can come see it. As Lucy, good. So, uh, Madeline, you, you, since... Um, well, since you're my daughter, you got all the breaks in the world, right? Uh, everything just comes to you because it's easy. You just said, hey, my dad did this, and I get it all done, right? Definitely not. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? I thought I was a good dad. Don't I do things for you? You do, but I have to work for everything that I want. You have to work for everything. You think that's a good thing or not? It's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. That's, you know, part of the podcast is about honor, integrity, and respect. And that starts at home first and foremost with my, my family and my kids and letting them know the value of hard work because I never want them to be subjected to, uh, uh, well, nepotism, me doing things for them and their friends saying, well, that's because of your dad or because of who you know. I never want them to experience that because that's, that's horrible for the kiddos there and it does no good to help them become their own independent, pers- independent person and help them battle through adversity and challenges. So as a dad, uh, I'm probably harder on my kids than most, uh, but I always tell them every day that I love them. I always let them know every day the reason I'm doing this. That was a, when I grew up, my father, um, and I love him, I, I truly love him more than ever, but as a teenager, it was very difficult. We didn't get along at all. My father was in the military, and um, uh, it, it just, <laughs> we did not see eye to eye on just about anything. And uh, uh, dad, he only had an eighth grade education. Like I mentioned, he was in the military, he was in Vietnam. So his upbringing was different. And then my upbringing, uh, we grew up on a farm, and he expected chores, he expected discipline, and he expected this, and there wasn't a lot of explanation behind it just do it or else and you know it, we, we didn't always see eye to eye now that I'm older and I have my own kids I, I definitely appreciate and respect he did the best he could do there's no manual on how to be a parent and those that are parents out there you realize that it's just you, you trial and error you learn but uh, if you're continuously trying to do better and that's why I've tried to tell my kiddos you know dad did the best he could but I want to do a better job of explaining and talking to you and walking you through these things that maybe weren't explained to me and no, you're not going to understand everything all the time, but darn it, know that dad loves you and I'm coming from the heart. So parents, maybe you can use that suggestion and tip with, with your own kiddos there. Make sure you communicate with them and talk to them uh, because, you know, the better and more communication you have, the less chance you have of a misunderstanding. That's still going to happen because they're not going to understand everything, but communicate and at least spend the time to talk to them. So back to uh, for, for Madeline here, and uh, she's had to work hard. So with uh, the plays, have, have you always uh, you got the lead role as Lucy? Have you always had gotten the lead roles? No, you have to work as hard as you possibly can to get um, where I am now as leads. And I don't always get leads. I don't even always get in every single um, play I try out for. But every time that I got rejected from an audition or something, I grew more as an actress, learning that I have to believe in myself 
to be the best that I can be. So, and, and Madeline, and you've been turned down uh, from from a, a number of places. And of course, anytime you're turned down, anytime you're rejected, anytime you um, uh, you don't succeed or you don't win, it's never a failure, but it is a setback and it is hurtful. So I remember, you know, when you got turned down for a few plays, you cried and I, I'm with you. I cried along with you because that's very heartfelt. But you learned a lot from losing, didn't you? You learned a lot from not getting your way. And what did you do? You always have two choices. And you hear me talk about this all the time, not only in your own life, but in the academy when I go around giving speeches. And a lot of times you're with me in these different speeches about life's going to knock you down. It's going to knock you in the dirt. It's going to smack you around. And you got two choices. Those two choices are, do you remember those two choices? I do. Uh, tell everybody, what are they? The two choices, you can either get up and keep battling through, or you can lay on the ground and cry. <laughs> and throw a little temper tantrum and see if anybody comes to help you up. And uh, uh, and with those, I'm not saying when Madeline got, uh, when she got cut from the plays and didn't make it, you know, we're there to console her and to tell her, hey, it's going to be okay. I believe in you. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You just believe in yourself. It just wasn't the right fit. But along with that, encouraging her to, okay, now we've cried about it. Let's get back up and let's do something about it. So what did Madeline do? So when you, uh, on those plays, you could say one of two things. And believe me, anytime I've well, failed in life, and it's been a lot, <laughs> a lot. Uh, the first thought that pops into your head is, well, fine. Now, they don't know what they just did. They don't know how good I am, and I don't want to be on their show anyway. That's just a normal human emotion. It's a normal human response. And that's fine to have that, but you need to quickly get that thought out of your head and determine now, okay, you know what, what am I going to do about it? I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. I'm going to find solutions. So solutions are, Madeline, you started taking, uh, um, oh, go ahead and tell, tell everybody. Well, after I got, you know, knocked down after um, not making it into different productions, I started taking piano and voice lessons to help with my um, singing skills. And, and piano lessons too, right? Yes. <laughs> Just so that I could become more of a musician, um, which is one of my dreams, is to become a musician and a singer and an actress. <laughs> so I started taking piano and voice lessons, and then the director of the shows actually was my piano and voice teacher, so she helped me a lot with my acting skills as well. Good. And that leads to, well, once again, you find a solution. Well, I got cut from this. Maybe I didn't have what I needed. So she uh, pursued that. She asked, can I start taking music lessons? Can I start taking singing lessons, voice lessons, and all these other things? Plus, in school, she engaged in some different, uh, what was it you did in it was, uh, um, Act 1? or uh, Yeah, it was Act 1 in the fifth grade is when I actually started like becoming, wanting to be an actress. So, so and that's all the preparation because oftentimes I hear, and uh, even Madeline's heard this, oh, uh, you got lucky. Oh, it must be nice. That you, and here, Here's the thing. I'm not a big believer in luck. Let me tell you what luck is. Luck is preparation in the background. Preparation is everything you've done behind the scenes, everything you've done that nobody else sees, all the hard work, the effort, uh, the countless hours of doing stuff that nobody knows about. That's preparation, preparing in the background. And when preparation meets opportunity, that's what leads to luck, if some people say, but I just call it success. Because all the things Madeline was doing in the background, you and you heard me talking earlier about action leads to motivation, which leads to more action. Well, instead of laying there and crying about it for an extended period of time, Madeline got herself back up. And she said, you know what? 
I want this. I want to be a lead someday. And she worked at it. So she sought out uh, uh, singing lessons. And well, one thing led to another. She prepared for it. An opportunity presented itself. Her new voice coach and singing coach and music coach is actually a director. She saw about how hard Madeline was working. And then she got a uh, position as Lucy in Charlie Brown Christmas, which is the lead role. That's how luck happens for those that like to say luck. I say it's preparation, everything done in the back, met with being prepared for when that opportunity presents itself, and that's how you have success. And that's the same thing with anything else in life. And I'm going to share a quote with you from uh, Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan said, uh, to learn to succeed, you must first learn to fail. To learn to succeed, you must first learn to fail. And you learn so much. And I've shared with you before, and those that have watched my video blogs and heard me talk uh, in different speeches before, in different presentations, you, yes, you learn from winning, but you never learn as much from winning as you do from losing, as you do from getting knocked down, as you do from not succeeding. And what I mean by that is, and I've, uh, in a martial arts, I fought uh, and, and, and trained all over the world, not just the country of the United States, but I've been to Korea numerous times, and, uh, different trips to Asia, and, and you know, that's a different continent, of course, but trained all over the world and fought some of the toughest men alive. And then playing hockey, I was a pretty elite hockey player, along with baseball and football. Hockey was always number one. But I, uh, anytime we won, even if I want to fight, I, uh, you get this mental thing of like, well, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. I got this thing figured out. Well, that's why it's much, much easier to become a champion than it is to stay a champion because something in your mind it just clicks that I got this thing. So you stop training as hard. You stop preparing as hard. That's why it's easier being the challenger than it is the champion. Well, here's the thing. Anytime I would lose, whether it be a fight or a hockey game or a, a sporting event or, or whatever the case may be, anytime I would lose, you know, once again, you face two choices. Fine, I'm just no good at this stuff. Lay there and cry about it. Or you can say, you know what? I'm not happy about it. What am I going to do about it? And that's the lesson, just like Michael Jordan said, learning how to fail is what's going to teach you to be a champion, teach you to win and battle through. But the thing is, you're not going to always get what you want in life. You have to believe in yourself enough to pull yourself up and battle through. And that's kind of a great message for Madeline here, who's uh, you know a teenager. And being a teenager in today's society is extremely, extremely tough. And we're going to touch on that next. Uh, um, being a teenager, it's uh, it would be much easier for you just to kind of fit in with the crowd, right? Yes, <laughs> but you don't. There's different clicks or something goes wrong, you get into a fight with a friend. And it changes everything. She's not talking about a fist fight. Although she's pretty oh, doggone no. tough. But <laughs> girl fights and, uh, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've <laughs> uh, got my daughter and uh, uh, let me put it to you this way. Guys, when we get into discrepancies or fights, I mean, sometimes it gets physical with guys. But most of the time, you know, wh whatever the case may be, guys are mad at each other. By tomorrow, we've forgotten about it. And what I've learned from uh, most ladies, my daughter, my wife, and, and anybody else been around <laughs> Girl fights tend to last for some, some time, so it's a, it's a little different. Um, and that's about all I know about that, so I'll let that one go. But go ahead, Madeline, as you were. What I think is that girls hold grudges for a very, very long time. And you may try your best and try and get back up and rebound from a fight that you've had and try and go back with that same friend group and it may not work and that's okay because you don't want to surround yourself with negative people so you could bounce back up and go to a different group of friends or go to a different group or a different group sure and uh 
and of course, you, you, you make it sound like I uh, mentioned earlier, well, that's easier said than done. Well, everything's easier said than done, but you have to determine who you want to be around, the influences you want in your life, and then also the, the people you want to be associated with. Something I tell my kids all the time, the studio all the time, you are a product of the people you're around. You've heard me say that many times just on this podcast, but also there's a term called guilty by association. So if you're hanging around with the wrong crowd, and that crowd's constantly in trouble, well, guess what? You're a part of that crowd, so you must be a troublemaker too. Now, the teenage years, they are the toughest years uh, of anybody's life. They truly, truly are because your bodies are changing, hormones are changing, all kinds of different things. You're trying to fit in. You don't know where to fit in. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you do like, not like. It's a tough, tough time, and uh, I'm really, really proud of Madeline, and I tell her this all the time, not because only she's here, but hopefully I've done a few things right in her upbringing here, but to believe in herself and not to get mixed up with kids that she shouldn't, but also to do the right thing. And uh, being in middle school there, there's a lot of clicks, as Madeline just alluded to. And uh, with that, you've got the, the kids that, and what do you, well, I don't want to call anybody out here, but the populars are the ones that are, the, I don't know, they got this mindset like they're the coolest ones, and maybe they are, but I've often found when I go to these schools and give talks and speeches and presentations, they're the ones that are the rudest and meanest to everybody else. And I know you had, uh, uh, without being negative, but just definitely sharing your heart here, you had a situation like that, and uh, you uh, you chose to stand up or stick up for a couple kids that are being picked on. Now, was that easy to do? No, it wasn't, and I almost lost my entire group of friends for it, actually. Well, and the Madeline, I remember she did it. She came home crying and, and uh, bawling, and I said, what happened, sweetie? And she goes, well, they were they th- they were being mean to everybody. And I told them that's not funny, uh, just like we talk about in the martial arts class, about honor, integrity, and respect, standing up for those that can't protect themselves, helping those out. And uh, and the old saying, it was, would you like to be treated that way? Well, no, they don't treat somebody else that way. But by Madeline doing that and standing up for herself, she, uh, this group of friends, these populars, well, he turned on her. And, of course, that's that's hurtful, hurt her feelings. And then she started second doubting herself, thinking, well, maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But here's the thing. Right is never wrong, okay? Doing the right thing will never be wrong. Yes, it's difficult. But now that you've done that, um, even though it was tough for a while, I mean, you here, here I am, a, <laughs> a motivator, but also a fighter by nature. And somebody, and you parents out there, you understand this. Somebody hurts your daughter's or son's feelings and rips their heart out for doing the right thing. Man, you want <laughs> you want to let them know how you feel, um, which, which is which is a common human emotion. But the big thing is to talk about her and communicate with Madeline and inspire her. Because I guarantee, parents, if you've got kids in school, they're going through something like this. They're either in that group of kids they don't want to be with, but they're fearful of being called out, so they're not really enjoying themselves, but they're afraid to go outside the group to be picked on, or they've done the right thing, the honorable thing, which is stand up for those and protect those in need, but yet they're called out for that and embarrassed and humiliated, but that's where the communication comes in, just telling the kiddos, believe in yourself uh, um, and do what you know is right. Because you're you. You're the one that has to, you've got your, your, con, your subconscious mind. You're the one that has to go to bed at night thinking about what you did during the day. You're the one that has to go to bed at night and know if you're making the right choices. So talk to your kids about this, parents, because it happens, it happens, it happens. Uh, all kinds of talk about bullying, being your best, being a hero, because bullying is an epidemic. It's everywhere. And uh, with Madeline, as is, is, you know, popular as she is at school, 
I'm proud of her for doing it the right way. Doing it the right way means she tries to be friends with, with everybody, okay? She doesn't associate uh, this group only or this group only. She tries to fit in the middle, which is tough, which is real, real tough. But by doing that, you're really being a good person, trying to include everybody to the best of your abilities. So did I sum that up pretty good there, Madeline? Yeah. I mean, it's been a few years since I've been a middle school student <laughs> and or even a high school student or for that matter, even a teenager. But, uh, you know, living and communicating through my kids and then also giving speeches and presentations at schools, I see a lot of these things going on. And the biggest thing is we want to and it's the whole thing about our podcast here, Kick in Life, Live Your Best Kick in Life, means believe in yourself to live your best life. And uh, that all ties back into the book I'm writing, Square Peg, Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You Were Born to Stand Out. Believe in yourself enough to stand out. So, Madeline, um, with, with leadership at the studio, and talk a little bit about that before we take a quick little break here. Um, I know you've been involved in the studio your whole <laughs> life, but uh, to, how, what does it feel? How does it feel to be a leader to help inspire these other kids? And and maybe some of the things that you had a tough time with, maybe I didn't do a very good job of explaining as a father uh, on the communication. How are you able to take what you've learned, but also what you've learned on your own to help these kids and inspire them when they come in and they're scared to death to get on the mat? Um, talk about that for just a minute, if you would, please. Mm -hmm. Well, it feels absolutely amazing just helping kids who need help or aren't brave enough to stand up for themselves and just to help them battle through life. It, it just gives you like... That's battle through life as a 13-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just gives you like the best feeling in your heart that could possibly happen. Like you feel great about yourself because you're helping other people. And... Being an instructor at the studio, it um, it really helps with my life in school or outside of school with my friends because I like to think of it as like you can either be a leader or a follower and I like being <laughs> the leader because, I mean, you don't want to follow a wrong group of friends or a wrong group who's going to like leave you behind or do make bad decisions. So it really does help. That's awesome, Alan. Well said, well said. And yeah, you have a choice to be a leader or a follower. Now, not everybody is a leader, but that's a big part of what we try and do and what I try and do with my own kids and then uh, with, with, with things at the academy, develop leaders, kids that stand out, kids that get noticed, become teenagers and adults that get noticed. And people like, man, there's, there's something special about that, that kid right there. I don't know what it is. Well, it's just you know, the handshake, the eye contact, please and thank you, yes sir, yes ma'am, holding the door, just doing things which are core common, you know, values, or used to be, now they're being kind of kicked to the curb, but we're bringing them back. And if you remember my three core, honor, integrity, and respect, and then of course honesty's in there, that's, that's a core that wraps kind of all three of those together, but it's being honest and telling the truth. And you know, when my kids aren't doing what uh, I think they should be doing, I'm gonna let them know about it. And the kids at the studio or the academy or when I'm out giving presentations, if they're being disrespectful, and the thing about being disrespectful, if you're disrespecting somebody else, the person you're disrespecting the most is yourself. So I'm gonna let the kids know, and even adults that, don't disrespect yourself, okay? That's like looking in the mirror and calling yourself an ugly name. Looking in the mirror and saying, hey, you're dumb. I don't like you. You're ugly. Well, you wouldn't do that. But when you're being disrespectful to somebody else, the person you're disrespecting the most is yourself. So don't do that because you know that inside. You feel that inside. And that inside is what eats you away and pushes you down and keeps you down. Respect yourself enough to make good choices. Now, am I here to say I'm perfect? <laughs> no. 
uh, by all means, I am not. I've made more mistakes than anybody out there listening and probably anybody around. But through those mistakes, that's how I've learned. That's how I've grown. Now, uh, will I continue to make mistakes? Well, I'd love to lie to you and say, nope, I'm done. I'm not making another mistake the rest of my life. Well, I guess if I confined myself and never left the house and never did a thing, yeah, that would probably, that might be, that might happen. But if you think about it, by me not doing anything else, that's a mistake in itself because I'm not utilizing my God-given abilities and my purpose, which is to help inspire people to believe in themselves, to live their best kick in life, their best possible life, and going out there. One person, one voice, but if I inspire you to inspire somebody else and you inspire somebody else, and then I've got uh, Madeline here inspiring others as well, boom, before you know it, we got a pretty good thing going here and we're helping our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live which in a nutshell is what we're shooting for. So Madeline, any uh, last thoughts here before we take a quick little break? No, I think we covered a oh, lot. Well, well, there we go. If I've got uh, her approval and consent, I guess I did something right here. Okay, well, just a reminder, you can find our podcast at kickinlifepodcast.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. And uh, Kickin' Life, please share your comments, thoughts, suggestions uh, on, on the show here. If there's something you like or even there's something you don't like, let us know. And uh, my whole goal, like I said, is to help you. And if you've got something I can help you with, I'd love to hear from you. All right, we're going to take a short little break, be back with you real soon to kind of touch on our third point, which is planes, trains, and automobiles and uh, and Thanksgiving. And that's, I guess, tie-in with that is not judging the book by its cover. Talk to you real soon, everyone. All right. Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that break. I'm sure it wasn't long. Uh, during the break, I was talking to uh, producer John here, and uh, I realized I mentioned before we started the podcast today that I would uh, interact and engage him a little more in the podcast, and uh, I haven't done that. So just being honest that I told a big lie. Sorry, John. You doing okay over there, buddy? I wouldn't really call it a lie, especially not <laughs> now that you're engaging me. <laughs> <laughs> Learning from a mistake there. I was afraid he's going to slap me around or something, so I don't want that to happen. Um, I hear you break boards. I don't think I'd tempt my fate like that. Well, <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. They, they, it's only the ones that attack me. And if you've never been attacked by a board before, wow, it's it's quite an experience there. So I've been attacked on board games, but never, <laughs> never so directly. Okay, well, there we go. So our viewers are like, what the heck's going on now? What's this have to do with kicking life? Well, it just... You know what? I don't know. I don't know. But that's just, uh, I mentioned before, and you'll hear me say it again. Um, well, I don't say a little bit of a goof, but part of being inspiring is, is hopefully making people laugh and smile and uh, believe in themselves. But it, uh, I love comedy, so I'll be dropping in some different lines from time to time with that. So anyway, back to what we're talking about here. And I left off with, uh, we kind of talked about Michael Jordan. To learn to succeed, you must first learn to fail. I want to jump right into the next one, uh, Henry Ford. And, and a lot of you out there have probably heard this before, but guess what? You're going to hear it again. And it says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Meaning what, what you plug, program in your mind, what you think you can do. But if you think you can't do it, then you probably can't do it. Now, it's, it goes a little further, and the whole podcast has been talking about action uh, leads to motivation, and then motivation leads to more action. So you have to continue to work hard and believe in yourself as A number one. Don't lose that belief in yourself. And there's days when you're not going to believe in yourself. There's days when you just want to lay around and do nothing. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Today, today was a little bit one of those days, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this today. 
and it happens. But you have to have the ability and belief in yourself to overcome that. And a lot of that is just taking a little mini step. And mine was, I didn't want to read over my notes for the podcast for whatever reason. But by doing that, I got into my motivational apps that I read and uh, the different quotes and bang, it's all it took. Before I know it, I was 30 minutes into them and bang, feeling pretty good. And of course, the other side, well, I don't have 30 minutes to spend on that. I don't have 30 minutes to waste on that. Well, you may not have 30 minutes, but I tell you what, you spend just one or two minutes, it's going to turn, well, it may turn into 30, but that's going to help set the pavement or set the uh, tone for the rest of the day. And that's what you want to do. You can just sit there in misery all day, or you can take one or two minutes and inspire yourself. Uh, and then, of course, hopefully on your way to work or at work or at break, you're listening to this podcast, hearing my voice, and hopefully I'm pushing you and motivating you in the right direction. And that comes to another part about the motivation. Um, when people ask, what do I do? I'll mention, well, I'm uh, an inspirational coach. I hope, inspire people to believe in themselves. I'm the kicking life guru. And they say, well, motivate me. And I'll say, well, I can mention some things to you. But aside from me getting a cattle prog out and shocking you, <laughs> I really can't motivate you to take action. I can inspire you as far as with words. I can inspire you by helping you hopefully realize, I'm going to say telling you what to do, because nobody can tell you what to do. You decide to do it or not. But I can give you suggestions and hopefully inspire you with my words and my tone. But you are the one that's going to have to do it. You're the one that's going to have to take action in order to make something happen. It isn't just going to happen because you listen to my voice. It isn't going to happen because you read a book. It isn't going to happen because you watch a motivational TED Talk or you go to a conference. You have to be the one to do that. And that gets back to the honesty I talked about. I'm never going to lie and tell you that, you know, that any, anything is possible if you're willing to do it. But just saying, you know what, I hope tomorrow that I'm a millionaire. Well, you told me that uh, I, if I hoped it or if I said it or if I prayed about it, it happened. No, I didn't. And I'm never going to lie to you and tell you that's the thing. You have to take action in order to make that happen. So anyway, and just in case you missed that, I thought I'd repeat that for you. So whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That's Henry Ford. The um, movie I just took my son to, uh, my oldest son, Austin, to see uh, last night was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Those that have seen that movie... Um, you know, it's a good movie and it takes on a big twist at the end that maybe was unexpected and uh, also gives perspective on judging a book by its cover. And just to kind of a refresher for those that haven't seen the movie in a while or you maybe have never seen the movie, it's a movie from the 80s that has Steve Martin who plays a character called Neil Page and then John Candy plays a character called Del Griffith. And uh, they run into each other uh, throughout the whole movie. But in uh, New York, they're both trying to get to Chicago for Thanksgiving. And uh, Neil Page, which is Steve Martin, is kind of a uh, uh, he's a uh, marketing director, kind of uppity, you know, wealthy. And his whole goal is to get back to have this big Thanksgiving dinner in his his uh, nice house in Chicago. And he runs into all kinds of little hiccups in the way. He can't get a cab. And then the plane ride's delayed. And throughout, well, John Candy's there. And uh, you come to find out throughout the thing, uh, well, John Candy's a guy, he's, he's the square peg that doesn't fit in the round hole at all. He's who he is. He's a happy-go-lucky guy, but yet he's also extremely annoying, but he is true to himself. That's who he is. So anyway, throughout the whole movie, they're engaging back and forth on different things, and they continue to run at each other. Uh, they have to sit next to each other on the plane, which is a mess up, and then they, uh, they're flights delayed so they have to stay in a hotel room together which is one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie it's also one of the most heartfelt scenes but it leads to one of the most 
uh, the funniest scenes. And then they have to rent a car together and a train and all kinds of other things play out in this movie. Well, uh, Steve Martin is clearly annoyed at every stop and turn and every nook and cranny, if you will, with John Candy's character. Okay, he's just like, well, um, he's annoying. He doesn't fit in. He just, uh, it's so far out of his realm. Well, at the very end of the movie, they finally make it to Chicago through everything they've been through. And then Steve Martin starts to analyze and realize about this whole thing uh, of everything they've been through for the last two to three days. And he realizes that John Candy, his wife, that John Candy loves more than anything, he expressed that during the movie, his wife had passed away. So he goes back through and finds out that Neil Page, which is John Candy, I'm sorry, not Neil Page, uh, uh, Del Griffith, he doesn't have a home. He's homeless. He doesn't have a wife. The only thing he has is who he is. And it's really heartfelt at the end. I mean, really, really heartfelt because you got all these laughs going on through that uh, during the movie. And then there's some touchy moments in there. But at the end, it was kind of like he judged this book by his cover. This guy, all he had was a big heart. Yeah, he didn't fit in with the normal in crowd. Yeah, he wasn't your best buddy or somebody you would have probably assimilate with. But at the end, when uh, Steve Martin realized, you know what, I've been rude to this guy. I've been mean to this guy. Yeah, he's been annoying to me, but he's a human being, too. He truly, truly is. And at the end of the movie, he goes back to the train station, picks him up, and then takes him to his house for uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, of course, that's where the movie ends. But, you know, it's like John Candy had a profound impact on uh, Steve Martin in the movie to, to just to say, look, we're all human beings. We're all going through this thing together, all through the struggles of life. Reach out and help somebody else that's less fortunate than you are. Now, I'd like to think that uh, the character of the movie that Steve Martin played, that Neil Page, was able to get uh, John Candy's character, uh, Del Griffith, a job, help him get a house, help him you know, uh, live a better life than he's living right now, which is homeless. Now, I don't know if that's what really happened. That's what I'd like to believe. But I do know that he reached out to him, and he was a completely different person by not judging the book by the cover, which he did at first. I bring that up. Because I am plenty guilty of doing that. We all are. I'm saying these things so hopefully you'll hear these things. And also so hopefully I'll hear these things that I'm saying. And remember that everybody's fighting their own battles out there. You never know what somebody's going through unless you've walked in their shoes. Yeah, they may be annoying. And I'm not saying you have to be best friends with them. I'm saying you have to hang out with them. But I am saying be nice to them. Okay? We have no idea what they're going through, and that movie kind of illustrates that. Yeah, it's a lot of laughs, a lot of comedy, a lot of fun. It's great, but at the end, it's a good heartfelt story, and it's a good heart. I mean, the, the emotions there here, you know, I'm in this theater here, and my son's in, sitting next to me, and I'm about ready to tear up and start crying here. I'm an emotional guy, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's good. So that's my whole message on that, about not judging the book by its cover. And that's something we could talk about forever. But, you know, the holidays, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, we're going to be spending a lot of time with our families. And even if you don't have a family that you're spending time with, gosh darn it, try and patch up whatever differences you have. Whatever uh, what poor communication led, and I say poor communication because good communication usually will solve a problem or stop it in its tracks. And I'm not here to blame you because I, I've made plenty of mistakes myself, but darn it, try and patch those things up and just be nice. Even if that person, you know, maybe isn't nice back, well, maybe they're hurting inside, but don't judge a book by its cover. Try and patch those things up and just be nice to others, okay? That's a big part of that. And um, here, here's, a, and you know, I, I told you before, I love quotes, so I'm going to keep throwing these quotes at you. And just to help you think a little bit, this is from Eleanor Roosevelt, and it says, 
Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Now, once again, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Now, we, we all get into talking about others, okay? Here's the thing. That is a conditioned response. That is a habit you've gotten yourself into. Is it an easy habit to break? No, it's not an easy habit to break, okay? It happens. But here's the thing. Now that you're aware of it, or hopefully you're aware of it, when you feel the need, I don't know why it's a need, but it happens through habit, to start talking about somebody else, or saying something negative about somebody else, here's the thing. I promise you, you're going to feel worse about it later than you do right now. Or you'll get to a point where you're not going to feel bad at all because that's all you know to do. So stop that habit, okay? Talk about ideas. Talk about how to make things better. Talk about the good things you did instead of the, oh my gosh, ain't it awful. And you heard me talk about that at the beginning of the podcast, the Ain't It Awful Club. If you're a member of the Ain't It Awful Club, and by the way, i got to give credit to Jack Canfield for the Ain't It Awful Club. I, I borrowed that from him. Uh, that's in his book, uh, Success Principles. He talks about that all the time. But if you're a member of the Ain't It Awful Club, get yourself out of that club because that's not a good club to be in because Ain't It Awfuls, it's all going to be awful. What you think about, um, well, what does uh, Napoleon Hill say? What the, mind and, uh, uh, what the mind can think and believe, it can conceive. That's true. But once again, the whole part, action. you got to take action. You can't just think about it. You've actually got to take action to do it. So if you feel like talking about somebody, stop yourself, okay? Think about that. Maybe, you know, the mind is such a powerful thing. It ties things in together. Think about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Hopefully that's tied in with you as well. When you start to do something or say something or to judge somebody, think about that. Is it going to be easy at first? No, but nothing is. Can you use the excuse, oh, easier said than done? Of course you can. But I want you to do a better job of not using that excuse. And I've still got Madeline here with me, and uh, she um, she hears me say this all the time. And as a teenager can be tough. I know when I was a teenager, if somebody was saying half the things to me that I'm saying to these teenagers <laughs> at these uh, conferences and uh, uh, presentations and lectures and everything else, uh, I wouldn't get half of it. And be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? But I'm going to share it with Madeline, and hopefully you plug it in enough, it becomes a conditioned response. No matter what I say, excuses or solutions, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I put her on the spot here, so maybe I better work on that a little more. Excuses or solutions. Can you have both? Nope. And if you continue to make excuses, what are you going to have more of? Excuses. Yeah, you're just going to keep making more excuses. Now, is it easy to find solutions? No. No, it's tough to find solutions, as we know. But... What serves you better? When uh, are you better off with excuses or better off with solutions? Solutions. Good. And you know when? Uh, and as a teenager, and I shared this on our last podcast, so you may want to check that one out as well. It was all about as an adult. If we're making excuses, um, guess who's hearing those excuses? Our teenagers are. Our kids are. And you want to hear some doozy excuses? You talk to your kids about uh, why they didn't take out the trash, why they didn't clean up their room, why they didn't do their homework, why they didn't turn in their math assignment, and they're going to give you every excuse known to man. Well, guess where they learn those excuses from? From you, okay? Now, I'm, I'm sure people out there, oh, well, that's that's not my fault. Well, I'm not, well, yeah, I am saying it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're doozies. They, they can come up, they're creative. They're going to come up with excuses you never even thought of. But they learn to make excuses probably from the excuses you made before, too. You know, and uh, you know, something that's kind of funny, and I've referenced Zig Ziglar a lot. He often talks about, we tell our kids, be honest, be honest, be honest, always tell the truth. And then somebody will call on the phone, and you'll say, oh, if it's Jim, tell him, tell him not here. 
well, <laughs> what are we doing? We're, we're telling our kids to lie for us, and we wonder why they lie to us. So I'm guilty of that because I've done that before. Or, uh, yeah, oh, uh, no, tell uh, you can't play with him because uh, uh, um, and you kind of make up an excuse why you can't. So it's one of those things, yes, much easier said than done. But think about the things you're saying. Think about the things you're doing. Think about the impact you're not only having on your life, but also on your kids' lives as well. So as a reminder... Our goal, my goal, my kids, everybody at the academy, and when I get out giving these presentations, is to help you believe in you to live your best possible life, your best kick in life. And my mission statement is simply this. I'm doing everything I can to help our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live through the power of positive motivation, physical fitness, and then, of course, in the martial arts studio, practical self-defense. And the self-defense is all about building that confidence so you believe in yourself. And how, how am I doing that? How I hope to do that is by inspiring you and everyone listening to this and everyone that you inspire to believe in themselves, to respect themselves, enough to respect others in order to live their best possible life, their best kick in life. So with that being said, we're coming up on our timeline here. I want to thank you, as always, for tuning in, for listening. I want to thank Madeline for being on the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I did. Thanks for having me. Oh, You're very, very welcome. I'll definitely have you again. Keep being the wonderful person you are, and thank you for sharing that beautiful message with everybody. Uh, Producer John over there for sitting quietly and patiently listening, and uh, everybody out there, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week, uh, weekend, whenever you hear this. Please share this with others, and please live your best kick in life. And until we talk again, you get out there and do what you do best. And I promise with everything I am, if you do your best, you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.